What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Vote 101. Uh, I am Nathaniel Donaldson, and this is our new studio. No, I'm just kidding. No, we are at uh, Life Point Church. They were generous enough to let us use their building to record this. And uh, I'm excited for today because I've been waiting a long time to do this. It's been a long c- yes. couple months waiting on this, mm-hmm, but uh, yeah. I have uh, Miss Presley Phillips with me. Uh, first of all, thank you for being a part of this. Mm-hmm. Very awesome to have you here. Before we get started with this, if you want, just tell the people a little bit about yourself. Okay. I am 27 years old. I live in Ruston, Louisiana. I went to Tech, which is in Ruston, of course. Um, And in 2016, I graduated with my master's in counseling. And I have been uh, working in that field ever since. I started off in substance abuse, which is kind of where one of my internships was, and so I just landed there. And uh, then I recently have switched to working um, more with like families and children, and so that's that takes up a lot of my time working in counseling, and I really do enjoy that. I have a passion for people and counseling people. Um, That's all I got for now. It's like a job interview, like we were (laughs) just saying before. Yeah, that's one thing. Think of all the interesting things about me. What's interesting? That's Uh one thing that's very frustrating about interviews. It's like I'm not interesting at all. Okay, so I got a long title for this episode, and uh, this is actually episode ten. So we are now in the double digits of the podcast. So we're gonna be talking about. uh, I could I couldn't come up with a better title, but it's you're not what your circumstances are. I feel like it's a good thing to talk about with you Mm because you are a counselor. And I don't know exactly what all you do. I don't know how much you can tell about. The company I work for is called the Center for Children and Families. And uh, it's in Monroe. And we get referrals from schools or self-referrals from families. Or maybe it's sometimes the judicial system. And it'll be mainly for like if a kid's having bad behavior. Um, or if there's like problems within the whole family system. And so what I do is I go in and I get to know all of them as a family unit and we learn their strengths and their weaknesses. And you, um, you kind of find the problems in the family. You help them solve like where the breakdown comes from, which is when you're in part of the family, it's hard to see that because you're involved in it every single day. So I come in from the outside and I'm like, we could work on communication better or, um, how we treat each other or we need to process how we're feeling more often than just never which because people don't typically talk about their emotions <laughs> yeah. um so that's uh, pretty much what i do in a nutshell no it's pretty interesting because you know i never actually like never actually discussed with you like what exactly you do i know you were a, a counselor mm-hmm. for one thing i'm i don't think i'm the best with dealing with kids mm-hmm. and you know props to you for doing that you know you can you know, that's, a, that's a lot just to uh get close to them and talk to them because you know when they're i don't know how old they are like but like yeah the age ranges the mainly i see um i'll say maybe like 11 to 17 in the family yeah that's the hard age yeah <laughs> oh so you got you got your work cut out for you that's for sure uh-huh. okay well i think we can kind of lead into this um when we're talking about you're not what your circumstances are you know, I think it'd be pretty feel, uh, pretty fair to say that a lot of people are very, you know, they feel very low when they're in very low circumstances and lo- low places. And, you know, 
it's understandable because we're all human. That's just how we are. You know, it's very difficult to see the bright side of things or mm-hmm. understand how can uh, I come out of this or why haven't I came, come out of it now mm-hmm. or understanding what's the process of working through it, you know. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> the main thing, I mean, you could just be in a nutshell. You just have to be con- content with everything and I'll read this verse real quick it's Philippians 4.11 not that I speak in respect of want for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content mm-hmm. and that's one thing I've had to learn over the past couple of months you know I think that's just about every year of my life I'm always having to learn something about being content with something yes because it's just maintaining uh, a good Christian attitude a great attitude positive attitude instead of letting all these negative thoughts come over overwhelming your brain and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I remember the first time I ever read that verse or found it on my own. Because a lot of times you, you can be in church, maybe you're raised in it and you hear verses. But this one for me was like a whole new experience because I found it on my own. And I was just like, wow, that's a whole new mindset of no matter where you are in life, good or bad, happy or sad, you it's like almost a discipline where you have to learn to be content no matter the circumstances. So I like that you brought up that verse. And then I did have a verse for, you know, I have felt this plenty of times in my life. And, you know, it doesn't, I'm not afraid to say that it has come up here lately or something like that. It, you know, sometimes it will come up depending on how your circumstances are. You just start to believe this kind of stuff and just feeling worthless. Mm-hmm. And like you have no purpose in life. Because, you know, I'll openly say this, the career path that I thought I was going to pick, turns out it was not what I wanted. And I'm, you know, after that, you know, once I realized that this is not for me, I'm like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do because I feel like I have just, I'm just kind of out in the woods, not doing anything. And I've got no purpose. This is actually the first time in my life I have no plan. And it was very frustrating and you know it has been frustrating and actually what a the irony of the t- of uh, the time we decided to pick this uh or decided to do this podcast um you know i've had to learn this for the past over the past month and this verse we all know it and it's quoted so much but i don't think we'd listen to it and remember it you know it's proverbs 3 5 and 6 mm, yes Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lead not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. And, you know, after thinking about that, I definitely, a lot, lean into my own understanding. Because, I mean, we're all human. We like to handle stuff our, our mm-hmm. way. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. We're in, we like to be independent. And I, th- I think of us, I think as us trying to be independent all the time it it makes us not want to be leaning on god and it's not i'm not saying like in a rebellious way but it's just that you know when we get in the habit of we're able to do things ourselves, and you know we're in a good position in life and then something happens where it's like you have no idea what the next step is it's very frustrating because it's like okay i don't know what i'm doing right now and then you and i've got i've gotten to where i'm just frustrated at myself Mm -hmm. to where uh I've, you know, kind of slipped off in my prayer life and stuff like that. And, you know, but here, I don't know what that was, <laughs> but here in the 
you know, over the past past month, I've really had to, you know, bring that bring that thought back and just really start to, <laughs> I guess, get back on track. You know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I feel like I've recently been in a situation where. Um, that whole lean on to your understanding. Sometimes you don't even realize you're doing it, mm-hmm. and you're you've got these situations in your life, and it, it can be about anything. It can be about your job or relationships or the future or you know your family or whatever, and you're trying to figure stuff out, and it can seem like a noble thing, like well, I'm just trying to figure stuff out, and I want an answer, and um. I feel like God just kind of like hit me in the head one day and was like, stop trying to figure it out. You're not going to find an answer in any certain person. Even if you tried to ask someone, they're not going to know the answers for your life. You know, because, I mean, I think it's so great to seek out wise counsel, and it is. But you can only do that so much if you start hearing the same thing over and over again from people. Then God, that's when God was like, they don't know you don't know you need to ask me mm-hmm. and um and what's so crazy within that same week of like god hitting me with that my mom and then courtney and then someone who was in church that night said this verse like i heard it three times and it's jeremiah 33 and 3 and it says call unto me and i will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not and i was like this is exactly what i need because i keep trying to figure it out and it's not working and i feel like god was like you just need to call into me and I'm going to show you the way through this step by step, little, little way by little. And you don't have to try to figure it out. And that took honestly so much pressure off of me because I felt such a pressure to have an answer and know. And I feel like God was like, come get under my wing and, and I'll carry the burden and you don't have to figure it out. And man, it did a lot for me just being like, okay, God, you've got this. Yeah. Man, that's really, that's really cool to, think about it that way and you know when you were talking about like leaning in you know not even realize you're, you're doing it mm-hmm. you know that actually made me reflect and realize that I have I, I have done it and in this past situation I, that I was just leaning into my own understanding of course you know I was just trying to figure stuff out and that's just how we are we just start worrying it's like okay how do I solve this right now how do I get yes. to the next point and <clears throat> so like I said, I'll explain this. I had gotten my uh, associates in business and technology, and then I was going to go into IT. And once I got into it, I was like, you know, this just doesn't feel right. And then, you know, I decided to uh, <clears throat> I decided to not continue that. And now I'm like, okay, I don't know where I'm going now. And like that's what I'm uh, referencing here. And I got to the point where I was just trying to find a job to get my foot in the door in the business. Uh, uh, area of, of, of things and that really got to me to where I started really overly stressing about it and all this kind of stuff and <clears throat> last week I believe I was I think I was driving and I just happened to see like some truck drive by I'm sitting there thinking I started thinking about it. it'd be nice to have that job it'd be nice to have that job and that's when it started like overflowing in my brain mm-hmm. and then I just kind of like started like searching on the internet uh, looking for places to apply and I'd already applied to multiple places matter of fact I got an interview like I told you before and never got a call back and that was very frustrating <clears throat> and then when I started looking for jobs that day it just, just I was just in like a, a hole of just like searching and I don't want to say that it was a it wasn't an audible voice 
and I don't want to say it was a feeling, but I don't know what it was. The I got some sort of like, even though I just said I don't want to say feeling, I got this sort of like weird feeling, and the only word that I was able to form out of that whole moment was just wait. Yeah. And it was so weird because when I got that word wait, because I had been praying the past two weeks of like, okay, Lord, I, I don't know what I need to do here. I don't know where I need to go. I trust that whatever job you want to come my way, it'll come my way. <clears throat> and when I got that word wait, I was like, I just got this peace over me. And then I, I was able to just put my phone down and be fine with waiting. And I still am. And I'm not going to say what it is because... I don't want to jinx myself, but I think I have uh, opportunities somewhere, uh, Lord willing. Let's hope that that works out. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. um, but it was just so weird once I got that audible word, just wait. It's like, you know what, that's fine. It doesn't matter where I'm at, where I'm at right now. I, had, I need to learn to wait. I have been told that I needed to wait, but, you know, it's kind of hard to just tell us to just wait on something. Mm-hmm. We want to get it right now, especially when it's something you you know need if it's something you want or you'd like to have i understand having to wait on that but it was something i really needed at at this point in my life Mm -hmm. and i you know i believe god's working right here and i'm still in the waiting process but more willing to work out but i just thought that was kind of awesome to explain there but Mm -hmm. um, um well what i was thinking and whenever you asked me to do the podcast and all the time we had in between like a year (laughs) yeah um one night i was reading in the old testament and i was thinking actually i wasn't even thinking about our podcast topic but it was just really speaking to me and then i was like oh this is such good content for the podcast and um you know we talk about like going through those seasons of waiting and uh i was in i was in numbers and it's when uh god has told moses like okay you're leaving Egypt. It's you're gonna make your. I've got a good place for you. I've got a promise for you. It's gonna be land flowing with milk and honey, and you're gonna overtake it. It's gonna be awesome. So that's kind of where I was in the reading. So it says, um, Numbers chapter nine, at the Lord's command, the Israelites set out, and at His command, they encamped. As long as the cloud stayed over the tabernacle, they remained in the camp. When the cloud remained over the tabernacle a long time, the Israelites obeyed the Lord's order and did not set out. So basically. If the cloud stayed over the tabernacle, they would stay. If it would, if it moved, they would begin to travel again. So there was this one part in it, and it was, I was like, wow. And so uh, verse 9.22 says, Whether the cloud stayed over the tabernacle for two days or a month or a year, the Israelites would remain in camp and not set out. But when it lifted, they would set out. And so that just kind of spoke to me like, sometimes you don't know how long you're waiting. Mm-hmm. Like they were just in their tent like all right is it going to be a day is it going to be a month or literally a year and um i kind of just kind of like keep that little that little verse in my mind sometimes all right lord whether you it's a day or a month or a year if your presence is going to be here with me i'm going to stay here and not move but if your presence moves then i move and like i think we can we sometimes want to get ahead of ourselves and be like oh god you didn't you didn't realize but it's time to move (laughs) And we want to move before he moves. Yeah. And that's dangerous, of course, because if we go somewhere without him, then his grace, may, you know, it's not there whenever we need it. So I just kind of want to throw that in there. 
I do think uh, that is that is uh, a good little thought to think about there, you know, and you know us now we have to rely on you know, just straight up faith, and I'm not saying that the Israelites were spoiled back mm-hmm. then, but they got legitimately to like see things and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now it doesn't mean that we don't get to see things. It may not be something coming out of the ground or something and being you know revived from the dead kind of thing i'm not saying that's not possible but you know that's the thing that's how a lot of us are it's like i want to see where i'm at yeah and brother aj holloway man i thought i was done talking about him that was such (laughs) a good um, whenever he came that was amazing yeah brother aj i'm still counting you coming on this we'll work it out one day but uh it he 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 had a, a neat little point to add to this and it's written down somewhere in here when you look at a picture a digital picture you just see what it's made like take this wall for instance if you're watching the video part you can see this wall um if it's just a picture if it's a picture snapped on on a camera and you're looking at it on a on a screen you just see this design this picture but if you zoom in a whole lot you'll start to see little blocks and those are called pixels. And if you just see a pixel, all you see is like maybe a black spot or, I don't know, a white spot or blue spot or something. And you don't understand what the purpose of that pixel is. And it's like, well, what's the point of that pixel? And, you know, but AJ had uh, mentioned that night he came, is that we only get to see a pixel of the big picture. We, we need to build up pixel by pixel and we need to go pixel by pixel we can't try to skip a couple a couple pixels and just try to try to get to the big picture now and uh i'd mentioned this i think a while back this is something just add on to that me and my brother-in-law were trying to build a big swing set for my my niece and we had gotten the thing almost built (laughs) if i could explain it it's it was so dumb i don't know how we didn't realize this we couldn't get like the swing swing part to connect to like the big part where she climbs up and there's a slide on the other side, but we couldn't figure out why it wouldn't connect. And it turns out we had put the thing on completely backwards. Oh no! And I don't know how that's possible because those swing sets now are made to just fit one way, uh-huh. but we somehow just made it to where it fit the opposite way. And it's because we didn't look at the directions. Mm, and we didn't shame. take it step by step. And you know, the Lord has set a path for all of us but if we're not listening to him and just trying to go into it blindly we could really mess up the big picture mm-hmm. and uh i'm not saying that you'll ever reach that big picture maybe it's like small we'll just say projects i'm building up uh your walk and your status i guess with god and um if you know you want to grow in god every day i would say i wouldn't say set huge goals try to reach because if you're trying to do that and it doesn't get there and you get to the point it's like okay god i don't know where i'm going right now it's like we'll set small goals mm-hmm. <laughs> and reach them bit by bit and then build up that way you don't get into bad circumstances and stuff like that and start losing faith i feel like we couldn't uh continue in this podcast without mentioning joseph yeah he went through a lot this man went through a lot and i I would say, I honestly don't think if I, I would make it if I was him, but God never puts more on you than you can handle, so he knew yeah. Joseph could handle this. 
for Joseph's story. We'll start at the beginning. Okay, so apparently I was having a very rough night, and I did a terrible job about explaining Joseph's story. So, I found this short little video to give you the gist of Joseph's story. Let's listen. Part of God's story is about a guy named Joseph, and it begins like this. Once there was a guy named Joseph who had ten older brothers and one younger one. When Joe was a boy, he was his dad's favorite. In fact, his dad liked him so much better than his brothers that he gave Joe a special gift to prove it. You can imagine this made his brothers jealous. And Joe only made things worse. He told his brothers about dreams he had where he was ruling over them. Well, this made Joe's brothers furious. One day they were working and saw Joe coming. They said, here comes that dreamer. They threw Joe into a dark pit. They might have left him there forever, but they met some men traveling from Egypt and sold Joe to them as a servant instead. They thought that was slightly nicer than leaving him in a pit. Then they went home and told their father Joe had been killed by a wild animal. This broke their dad's heart. But the Bible says the Lord was with Joe. When Joe was a servant, he worked for a really important rich guy named Potiphar. And Potiphar liked Joe so much, he put him in charge of the whole house. Joe was happy until one day he was blamed for something he didn't do, and Potiphar sent him straight to jail. Well, God was still with Joe, even in prison. The guard decided he liked Joe so much, he put him in charge of all the other prisoners. Then God gave Joe special knowledge about dreams. When two prisoners had dreams, Joe knew what they meant, so he told them. Two years later, Egypt's ruler called Pharaoh had a dream, and nobody knew what it meant. But by now, one of the two prisoners Joe had helped was out of jail and working for Pharaoh. Keynote to make here, the guy that got out of jail, whenever he got out, Joseph said to remember me and to tell the king about me. And he said, I will not forget you. But he forgot him. And he didn't remember the man until two years later. So Joseph had to wait for two years for something to come out about that. He told Pharaoh about Joe, and God helped Joe figure out what Pharaoh's dream meant. But Pharaoh's dream was really more of a nightmare. It meant that everybody in Egypt would have food for seven years, then be hungry for seven years. Joe told Pharaoh the only way to survive was to store food during the seven good years. Well, Pharaoh thought Joe's idea was brilliant. He put him in charge. During the seven hungry years, nobody could eat without getting food from Joe. He was like a human vending machine. Well, remember how Joe had 11 brothers? Like everybody else, they had to get food from Joe. And when they came, they didn't even recognize their brother. But Joe knew who they were. He secretly tested them to see if they changed. After all, they did throw him in a pit and sell him. Finally, he couldn't hide who he was from his brothers anymore. He told everyone to leave the room because he was about to cry. After sobbing for a few minutes, he told them, I'm your brother Joseph. I'm the one you sold. The brothers couldn't believe it. They had hurt Joe, but God had taken care of him during the good times and the bad. Even with everything they had done to Joe, he forgave them because he was willing to follow God, even when it was hard. Joe told them, you planned to harm me, but God planned it for good. And God used Joe to save many lives, including the family that was part of God's special rescue plan. And that's the story of Joseph. That's a good story to like read upon. I did a terrible job of narrating it, but um, do go read it uh, about Joseph in the Bible. It, it, his story is very interesting. To like, and th you know, whenever you read it, think about 
you in that situation instead of just Joseph? Like, what would you be thinking the whole time? In this particular pixel of his life, he, you know, being sold into Egypt, I'd be thinking, great, now I'm a slave. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to do, you know? And all in the end, he came up on top. Well, and going back to our original thing we first said at the beginning is, I'm not my circumstances, but like each time he was in a very low place, like he was in the pit, a low place. Like I think I'd been like, oh, I'm depressed right now because I'm literally in a lower, literally in a low place. But then um, gets sold and he's a prisoner. Like, well, now his identity could have been, well, now I'm a prisoner because I'm, I don't, I don't have freedom anymore, but. I want to venture to say, like, he. I wonder if he kept his identity his whole time of, no, I am what God says I am in this moment. I know my surroundings look different, but the end result is where I'm going to be. And sometimes you have to remind the devil, like, God gave me a word and I'm going to get there. It doesn't look like it right now, but you have to fight back sometimes and not accept your circumstances as your identity. Brother Spears, uh, last Sunday, he mentioned anytime. Uh, the devil comes up to you and tries to throw something in your face about something you couldn't that you overcome but it came back mm-hmm. you need to have a scripture to fight back with it and just pretty much be how God was whenever the, uh, Satan tried to tempt him and just say it's written Satan mm-hmm. there's nothing you can do about it yes and um, there's something else I was going to add there this is a good song I'm going to play it uh, after I mention this but I love this song and I, I think it's fair to say that Almost everyone loves this song because it's a great. This is a great song to listen to, especially for this topic. It's uh, not afraid, and I don't know what it is. Every time we sing it, and every time I listen to it, I get so emotional because you know it's the chorus. It gets it gets everybody. culture because it'll pull up Eminem. Eminem stuff <laughs> and I'm like no that's just a great song to listen to especially mm-hmm. when you're, you're in a low place um, because no matter where you're at like it says no, if, if I'm in the water if I'm in the fire I will overcome it because my God's going to make a way Yeah. and it's, a, it's declaring that he will it's not that I, I believe he will it's like I know he right. will and you know it's just a great song. I don't know. God, just thinking is. about into it. It's so but, powerful. Um, I've literally been so just stuck in the book of Numbers in this one part. Um, because it's just been, I guess it's been speaking to my own life. And I wanted to share it. Um, there's this one verse that really got me 
and it's whenever the Israel, children of Israel are complaining about, you know, they've left Egypt, which obviously they were in bondage, but it's almost like they still had everything they wanted. And then, uh, so they're, this was like almost one of their first complaints. They had a lot of complaints on their journey, right? But uh, this was their first one. It almost just struck me funny. And it says, this is NIV. We remembered the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost. Also the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlic. And I was just like, wow, they were, it's just so funny to think like they missed their cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlic. <laughs> <laughs> because we to now, we, we today look at that and we're like, that's what you missed. But, yeah. you know, I think for each of us, it's almost like, God gives you this word and you're so excited about it and you're on this high. And then if it doesn't happen the next week, we can get so disappointed. Like, cause their journey through the wilderness was a long time, mainly cause they complained. But, um, I like to call it the transition period where you are transitioning from where you are to the promise. And, um, so often they were like, I can't believe you brought us here to die. You brought us here to die. But it's like they forgot the end result. And um, they kept wanting things in Egypt. And God was like, I just wish that you would trust. <laughs> trust. I just wish that you would trust me and be content right here where you're at. Because oftentimes the the transition period, it's not fun. You, it can be dry sometimes. It can be very mundane. They ate manna for a long time. And that's when they start complaining, like we miss the meat we used to eat. Well, then God sends them this quail so much that you could walk for a day's journey on each side. And this quail was stacked up. And then it says, um, like he was so displeased with them that not because they wanted quail, like we all have our humanly desires to obviously, we want a change in our life at some point. But he was so upset with them and displeased with them because they wanted it so bad that they were, were willing to go back into their bondage in Egypt. And I just, it's really, it's really been speaking to me like, is, there's nothing that's so bad in your life that you should want to turn back around and, um, and settle settle for something that God's prom when God's promised you more like if only they had been content in the moment and just said okay you know what God we're hungry can we if you allow can will you send us some meat like you if there's if you're in a dry spot you can be like God what there's something I need in the moment and whatever it is I need you to provide for it instead of almost trying to provide for yourself yeah um but anyways, that's really been speaking to me. So I want to share that on the podcast and hope that it helps somebody that uh, reminds yourself and remind the devil that there is an end destination and you will get there. But sometimes the transition is not always fun. And that's never you got to pull out your sword and know your, know your verses and fight back and fight against your flesh for one, because mm -hmm. we're fleshly people. Mm -hmm. And then two, fight against the enemy when he comes at you. So yes, I wanted to throw that in there. Yeah. Don't ever get to the point to where... You don't want to move forward. You want to just turn back. Yeah. Um, keep moving forward. That's, right. That, you know, you may have to tell yourself that. Just mm -hmm. keep moving forward. That's it's just a, it's a forward movement. We're not stopping. We're not going back. And uh, yeah, that's, that's good. Okay, so to end this, I think I can ask you this last question. It it might be just you can just answer it pretty broad, or you can go into more detail. It doesn't matter. Okay. But it, it's a pretty broad question anyway. But 
it's uh, how do we stay content through low times? <laughs> From your personal experience and, you know. Yeah. What would you recommend, I guess? Oh, man. I was thinking of the definition. Just I thought you were going to throw that on me. Like, what's your definition of content? So I've been thinking about this. Really and truly, to me, the only way to be content is to wrap yourself up in the Lord uh, whenever you are in those low places. Because I know for me, I can very easily want to turn to other things to satisfy me. Um, Whether it's entertainment, because... I don't know. I think we can, we use things to control our emotions. I mean, that's why people use drugs because they want to feel something that other than what they're feeling, Mm -hmm. but to really and truly satisfy your soul and your spirit and be content, even in the lowest of lows, I've got to turn to God and be like, here I am right now in this low place and I can be crumbling on the inside, but if I can just find God in it, I know he'll provide whether it's right away or the next day. He, it comes through every time, as long as I do turn to him. Uh, so that's the spiritual side of it. More practical things, being content in the moment, have good friends who are there with you if you are in a low place that um, you're not alone in it. Because I think having people around you support you and are, are your community, good godly friends who will lift you up is so important. So spending time with people, I think it's so dangerous to be alone, especially mm-hmm. in a dry season. So surround yourself with people and um, never stop reading the word and praying. Okay, that's good. That's good. I think we can end it there because I can't think of a better way to end it. Okay. That's that's a a good thing. Okay. So I already told you about this to end this. I've been doing this for everybody, so eventually when I get enough pictures, we'll do this. But uh, the mystery box is not here. You don't know what I mean, but (laughs) everybody else will. Let's see. I gotta move this out of the way too. So if you're ready to get picture friendly here, don't you leave this here? Yeah, we'll, we'll probably like move it like right there. Okay. Okay, that's good. Yeah, sure. We gotta wait a minute for that to come up and everything. So I think we can end it there, Presley. Um, thank you for being a part of this. This was awesome. I'm, man, for the people who don't know, man, we've been. <laughs> trying to work it out and stuff like that it's been like like maybe eight months or so it's been a long time we want to do this but it finally worked out yeah i think it was pretty good time too so maybe god didn't want it to happen until now so yeah i finally feel like i was ready for it um i love podcasts so it's so fun to be the person on the podcast now yeah you know i'd like to eventually be a guest on a podcast i'm like the host the whole time oh uh, man yeah i don't know i don't know anybody at this podcast besides me so but anyway i think we're going to end it here so thank everyone for listening and uh, taking the time out of your day and as always be ready